You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 16 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to welcome onto the line, it is the editor of the excellent Toolstation Western League bulletin, Mr. Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. And yourself? Uh, I'm yeah. I'm, I've survived another another weekend in the trenches at Devizes Town. <laughs> um, we will we will probably be talking about that. We will well we will definitely be talking about that um, uh, later. But um, no, other than that, I mean the the weather is unseasonally mild, and uh, which is obviously helping us get through even even more of our fixtures. Mm. Which is you know which is excellent and long long may it continue because uh, not only do, does it mean that we have lots of tool station western league football to discuss but it also means it's quite nice to get out on a saturday afternoon but there you go so there we are i'm full of the joys of spring even though it's autumn um on this week's episode of the podcast we hear from two table topping managers Stuart henderson from tavistock they had a massive uh win at the weekend and of course they sit on top of the of the premier division so i thought it was uh Good opportunity to hear from Stuart for the first time this season. And, uh, well, we're going to hear from one of our managers for the second time this season. It's um, Tom Smith from Welton Rovers. Uh, the Green Army had a massive game at the weekend against Cheddar. It was top versus second. Of course, we know how well Welton have been doing, but we did think that if anybody could derail the green machine, it was going to be second place Cheddar, the cheese men. Uh, that didn't happen. Welton do sit um, top uh, of the uh, of the first division. So I thought this was uh, really, I couldn't, resist the opportunity to to have another chat with Tom. Well, we're going to start by looking at the fixtures on the 13th of November, but I would like to begin actually by just giving a notable mention to Bridgewater United. They played Wellington on Tuesday the 9th of November in front of an absolutely monster crowd of 376 and I'm sure the home fans weren't home happy there because Bridgewater did run out winners, but we've talked about this a bit before. Bridgewater, they uh, they do like to do things slightly differently and that does seem to be helping them get the big crowds in. So um, hats off to them. And I think a little lesson for everybody in the league and to be learned. There. But we, we are here to talk about the fixtures on Saturday, the 13th of November. And we kick off at the top of the table clash in the Premier Division between Bitten and Mausel. Yeah, we do. Obviously, uh, Bitten have been up there or thereabouts uh, most of the season, haven't they? But um, yeah, starting to become yeah, a little bit more difficult for them recently. And a, a 4-0 defeat on Saturday. Quite a well, surprising result. Maybe not the opponent not with the opponent but just uh yeah seeing bitten beaten by four is quite um quite surprising isn't it but mausel ever improving i would say good team and uh yeah it was a pretty tough affair uh first half and it was just one goal that was lewis price uh forced the ball home uh after about 20 minutes or so uh to put mausel mausel ahead but then after the break it was uh yeah pretty much one-way traffic uh hayden turner scoring twice uh for the away side and for another goal from price so those two were the uh, the goal scoring heroes for for the away team and it was yeah Mausel running out 4-0 winners away at Bitten now moving on to our second feature game and um, Tavistock um, we, we, we've just heard from two sides that well from Mausel of course there had a massive trip all the way up to Britain Tavistock also had quite a journey um, but again it doesn't doesn't seem like our, our sides are getting travel sick this season <laughs> Tavistock running out clear winners away at Cavalry Heath Tom yeah 5-0 victory uh, for, for the Lambs in this one uh, and it was yeah well, Liam Prynne, he is a man on, on form at the moment. Uh, a hat-trick for him. It was a, as I say, big win, as you said, big win for the, the Devonians away from home in this one. 
uh, Josh Grant putting them ahead uh, from the spot after 17 minutes before Prin was, uh, yeah, he was then the, the starter. Uh, he scored twice in the first half uh, to pretty much put the result beyond doubt. And then, then added another one on the hour mark. So, uh, yeah, another hat-trick for, for Liam Prin. Um, might hear more about him later in the when we look back at the top goal scorers and stuff. Uh, and then also Lewis Dorr, uh, he completed the scoring in uh, stoppage time. So, yeah, big win for, for Tavistock away from home. 5-0 it was. Mm. And I started my conversation with Stuart Henderson by asking him whether it was actually as comfortable as the scoreline suggests. Um, yeah, I believe so. Um, it's not always the easiest place to go. It, you know, it's, it's quite a tight pitch and... Um, kind of slopes away but we had you know we obviously scored the five and we had a couple of disallowed um so yeah I certainly think we were good value for it and um, possibly a few more um some nice things said on the sidelines about the way we played which is always nice to hear and um yeah the boys the boys were good value for it in my eyes now you currently um, sit on top of the table i know you're an ambitious manager and i imagine that that's where you'd like to see yourselves at the end of the season well, yeah, I mean, obviously the targets to get promotion, but, you know, there's probably seven or eight other clubs saying the same. And, you know, although we're clear by seven points, um, when there's two or three teams, they win their games in hand. They'll go one or two points in front of us. So it, it is really very tight because you would expect those teams, to, you know, even if they don't win all their games, to probably win, you know, a fair share of them. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, it's great where we are, like I said to the boys, to be top in November and to try and maintain that position you know to the end of the season end of April May it's it's a big ask to be up there for all that time but you know it's obviously it's obviously um you know a challenge that you know we're, we're going to work towards and you know try and try try our best to, to stay up there I mean do you think that leading from the front makes it harder to get over the line would you have preferred to be perhaps going under the radar yeah, I think so. I think you'd rather be shot at. You know, I, you know, you're playing the league leaders today. Naturally, everyone's going to raise their game. But you know, we we haven't been outside the top two since we've been in this league. You know, in terms of, I think it was 28 games in the first season that we were top. And they got stopped with COVID, and then Parkway have played 13 or 14 games, and we have played 11, and they went and they obviously went up. So we've always been up and around it. Um, but you know, this season there's a lot of good teams, um, a lot of um, a lot of clubs with similar ambitions to ours, and you know, a lot of football to be played. So you know, it's um, it is early to be there, but you know, we'll obviously take that position all day long, and just you know, just obviously just carry on plodding along like we have been, and you know, see where it takes us. I mean, you, obviously you have been doing very well, but you haven't had things all your own way, have you? You've had a draw at home to Exmouth a draw at Bridgewater and a defeat and a draw to Helston. So nobody's going to be running away with the league this season, are they? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, in my eyes, Mal's all the best football inside we played. And, you know, I speak to sort of like Jake in and out. And, um, you know, they win their games and which they're more than capable of doing. You know, they'll be right up there. And, you know, you know, obviously I'm good friends with Kev at Exmouth. They're a good side. Um, we were probably fortunate to get a draw, although we were 2-0 up. They came back very strongly and we were holding on at the end. Um, so, yeah, you know, the, the, I wouldn't say they're the standout team in the league. I think there's sort of like seven or eight good teams. Um, 
you know, Bitten, Buckland, you know, Bridgewater, Exmouth, Melzal, Saltash, um, you know, there's probably one or two I haven't named as well, um, that are all capable of beating one another. Um, Ilfracombe have been brilliant, you know, the run, um, the run Clems have their boys on, they just keep winning and winning and winning. Um, you know, teams like Millbrook, um, they're in a false position, they'll finish in the top half of the table, I would have thought. So, yeah, it, it, it's very, um, you know, it's very even. I think consistency is the key. Um, you know, we really struggled, like, well, the first time I've really experienced it, you know, the first seven or eight games of the season, we couldn't even muster 11 of our own players. Um, and we were borrowing players from other leagues and other clubs, and it was really difficult. But, you know, thankfully we've got players back from injury and you know we're not having to do that we haven't had to do that for some time but it was really tough at the start of the season for us was that just about injury i mean was there any element of covid in there or, or actually yeah it was um we just had a really difficult pre-season if anyone watched any of our pre-season games we had about four or five established players and the rest were kids um and we had three or four players pick up injuries during pre-season training which is probably probably a result of obviously the long layoff. And then obviously we had three or four people that were getting pinged on the tracking, um, you know, the, the, the tracking system, and then they had to isolate. It was just like disruption after disruption. And um, we were like fearing that, you know, we would be out of touch before we got our squad back. But, you know, thankfully we hung in there and got some good results. Um, and, you know, I've steadily managed to climb up the table. It's funny how football, in some respects, imitates life, isn't it? Because I think in those early months of the season, you know, society was in quite an uncertain place. And things, although the number of cases remains very high, we do seem to have some form of stability um, at the moment. I mean, you, you know, you, you mentioned quite rightly that everybody was in the same boat at the start of the season. But, but do you, you feel now that things have genuinely settled down and you, you've got more consistency and you've got more availability of players? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we obviously lost some big players in the summer, you know, Craigo, Aaron, and obviously we signed Matty Andrews and he's only with us for a couple of weeks and then he was taken off us as well. So it was like, oh, um, you know, and then with the injuries and COVID, um, we, we, were, we were struggling. We were really at bare bones, which, you know, we haven't really had that before. We've always had sort of like, um, you know, been fairly fortunate with injuries but it, it was an absolute nightmare but you know thankfully you know we've got 16 17 players all fit and you know i'm able to rotate um just being able to manage a proper squad you know so um you know it's great and you know all the lads are very much together um you know we got the core of when me and ken started um sort of like six years ago i think nine of the players are still there from when we first started so there's a lot of togetherness in the group and you know that'll take us a long way because we've got some really hard games um you know to look forward to you, you certainly have and we're going to come on to that in a minute just just one final question about the other sides in the league because you've, you've mentioned um uh, you've mentioned them in in sort of detail and it strikes me from sort of having watched the way that the western leagues developed over the last couple of seasons when Plymouth Parkway came in, they had big ambitions, but they needed to take time to find their feet. You had a couple of COVID-interrupted seasons 
where where you were where you were doing that. But the likes of Mausel and Helston and Saltash, and to a certain extent Bridgewater, who of course you know are a very ambitious side, but sort of going through a rebuilding process, um, really within their club from top to bottom. Does this represent a good season for you to take advantage of perhaps some? Um, inexperience from some from teams that perhaps in a season or two will be very competitive in this league. I don't know really because I feel some of those teams you mentioned have got bigger resources and you know bigger budgets than we have. So you know we played Bridgewater on a Friday night. Um, I don't know about a month ago now. Nearly six hundred people there. Um, you know we're lucky if we get two hundred people. So. So, no, I don't think I'd agree with that. And Bridgewater have been in the league, you know, longer than we have and have had the same management structure in place. I know, obviously, there's, you know, there's various redevelopment going on um, at the club. But, you know, I feel that they're probably a bigger club than Tavistock. Um, And, you know, obviously, the likes of, you know, Mausel and Soltash, you know, they're good size. You know, Dane and Jake, respectively, you know, they've had their group of players together for some time so you know I feel like so actually quite similar to us that they've got sort of like a loyal core of players that have been at the club for some time and and have got good spirit and togetherness so you know I always felt that they would you know do well and and challenge which, which they have done and which they will. Now let's look towards your next game it's Brixham in the Vars up next and do you welcome that distraction from the league? Um, well, I think, you know, we've, we've always done well in the FA Cups and the FA Vases. Um, it is a chance for the club, for, you know, for the players and the club to go to different places, you know, and, you know, we've been all over the country with, with both those competitions. So, yeah, we do welcome it. I mean, obviously, you know, the club do want to get in the Southern League and kind of follow our neighbours from a parkway. Um you know that that is the goal, but yeah, I feel it's a welcome distraction. We certainly enjoy it, and you know I've never gone to Brixham as a, a player or a manager, so um, that'd be um, a good challenge there on a Friday night. And we've got one or two players missing for different reasons, and they've been going well in their league, so I'm sure it'll be a tight game. Well, let's finally look back at the league. Uh, it's Street up next for you, and then it's Bitten. Um, and with them currently uh, in second place, that's um, that's going to be a really big game for you this season. Yeah, but it's it's no different than any other game, really. I mean, we lost to Halston three two. I don't know a couple of months ago, and you know, on on the night we were, you know, fair play to the Halston lads. They turned up, they were fired up, and you know, on another night they would have beaten us by five or six goals. Um, they ended up winning three two, but at the end of the day. You know, obviously they beat us, and you know if Bitten were to beat us, it's it's three points. You know, and it's it's three points whether you beat the top of the league or the bottom of the league. So I feel naturally the big games take care of themselves, um, but you know it's important. Like you know, like Saturday, you know, Cadbury, Cadbury Heath are sort of like in the bottom half of the table. You know, they can be your banana skins, and you know, I just said to the players that, that you know what. I, I want us to do just focus on each game. You know, if if we were to lose to Bitten, it's important the next game you bounce back, um, and not not kind of have a hangover process where it kind of affects your next two or three games. So you know we're going to lose games along the way 
to the end of the season, no doubt about it. But you know, I'm sure other teams will as well. And you know, like I alluded to earlier in the interview, interview, just it's just that consistency. You know, if someone puts the real run of form together, um, they'll be the ones that are up there. You know, come the end of the season. And my thanks, as always, to Stuart for his time. Moving on to another one of our top sides, Helston Athletic. They were at home um, to Street, and uh, they had the biggest gate uh, of uh, of Saturday. Uh, 154 saw this one, and the home fans certainly went home happy. Tom. Yeah, they did. Uh, well, eventually, it was a yeah very uh, very dramatic <laughs> game. This one, <laughs> pretty late uh, late drama for for Wall involved. Hopefully, uh, the big crowd. Stayed until the finish uh, because Street were leading for, for quite a quite a period. Uh, they led on the yeah took, took lead on the hour mark, uh, but it was uh, yeah then the home side managed to to find their way back into the game. A, a penalty with about ten minutes left on the clock uh, with Stuart Bowker. Uh, he straight that one home. Obviously he's a he's a player you've mentioned recently as as someone who's standing out this season. And uh, yeah he was the uh, yeah well he was the the difference maker again, uh, scoring a penalty to level. Uh, with 10 minutes to go, uh, and then Billy Tucker fouled in the box uh, for the second time. He he also won the first penalty. Uh, this time around, it was uh, yeah just a stoppage time uh, was about to begin. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty late show from Helston this one. And uh, yeah, Bowker obviously a very reliable uh, reliable scorer for for Helston at the moment, and he stepped up and uh, yeah did the business again. So uh, yeah, all three points uh, for Helston, the two-one win at home to Street. Stuart the postman Bowker, he always <laughs> delivers. He does. Um, again. <laughs> He has excellent highlights, as always, from um, from Piran Films. Um, and, of course, you'll be able to access them on social media uh, if you follow Helston's um, account. But um, as Tom said there, plenty of drama. I mean, we know the final score, but it is well worth watching the highlights because uh, you can just imagine the... Um, you know, what was going through everybody's mind on the day. So plenty of drama at Houston there, well worth a view as always. And finally, our, our last game um, to feature in the Premier Division on Saturday is going to be Ilfracombe Town. The visitors were Buckland, and I know Buckland were certainly looking um, for a positive uh, result um, to bounce back against Canesham last week. Uh, did they get it, Tom? Uh, it wasn't to be, no. A couple of uh, couple of Devon sides meeting this one. It was uh, Ilfracombe, uh, who uh, yeah claimed the, claimed the victory, a 2-0 win. Uh, for them, they're now up into third spot, so they're going going great guns at the moment. Um, yeah, it was Liam Short. He was uh, obviously a hat trick hero seven days previously, and he was uh, yeah among the goals again. Uh, he scored the scored the early goal uh, to put them ahead, uh, and then it was Jack Lamford. Uh, he scored uh, at the beginning of the second half, and uh, yeah, from there they managed to to hold out and claim a yeah another another really good win. Uh, so a two 0 victory uh, for Ilfracombe over Buckland. If you're thinking, Toolstation, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. Moving into the first division, and we start with a game at Bristol Telephones. The visitors uh, were Sherbourne Town, and um, it would have been the uh, the ho- it would have been the away fans who went home happy from this one, Tom. Oh, yeah, uh, they will. Uh, the comeback kings, as I coined them in the uh, the bulletin, I think. Uh, obviously, last week three goals down, came back to to salvage uh, an unlikely draw, uh, and this week two goals down, uh, and eventually Sherbourne running out three two winners. So uh, yeah, they are. Um, 
becoming a pretty um, yeah pretty well known for their late shows, aren't they? Uh, and it was Darnie Golding and Jacob Saunders who had put, uh, as I say, the, the phones led by two at the break. They scored uh, yeah pretty quickly together at the end of the first half. So uh, yeah, gained a lot of momentum. I would have thought going into the second half, uh, but it wasn't to be. And Sherbourne managed to slowly build their way back into it. Uh, Declan Cornish he half the deficit. Uh, and then it was, uh, yeah, 10 minutes to go uh, before they get back in level terms. And that was through Anthony Heron. Uh, and then, yeah, from there, they managed to, to push on and, and find the winner. Uh, it was stoppage time and it was a Jack Moore scoring from long range. Uh, and it was, yeah, uh, another 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 really impressive result for, for the Zebras. A 3-2 win for them away at uh, Bristol Telephones. Now we'll move on to the game that everybody was talking about in the first division. Um, Cheddar entertained Welton Rovers at the Theatre of Cheese. Now, if anybody could derail Welton Rovers' incredible start to this season, it had to be the team that sits behind them in the first division table. Cheddar, the team that sits in second place. But it was a really stunning performance, Tom, by the Green Army. It really was, yeah. This, uh, yeah. Obviously, we were hoping for a, uh, well, a, a big contest, and it didn't really materialise, unfortunately, uh, for, for the home side. That is, Welton running out 4 1 winners. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty one sided, I would say. Um, obviously, as you say, Cheddar were. We're sitting in second going into the game, uh, but it was uh, only 16 minutes old, the game, uh, before they were behind. Will Gold linking up with uh, Toby Cole uh, before he par- fired past the keeper. So 1-0 uh, to Welton, and then soon after it was Cole uh, who grabbed the second, uh, getting on the score sheet himself. And uh, yeah, 2-0 up midway through the first half, and uh, all to do for Cheddar. And they weren't capable of it, unfortunately. It was a couple of goals again uh, for top scorer Jake Slocum uh, early in the second half. Uh, pretty much, well, absolutely ending the contest, you would say. 4-0, 4 to the good, uh, well, uh, before Cheddar did manage to get a late consolation. That was Robbie Maggs, uh, but that was as good as it got, unfortunately, for them. And, uh, yeah, Welton remain unbeaten and 45 points from the possible 51. So they are uh, proving to be a little bit unstoppable at the moment. Yeah, absolutely incredible there. And, um, you know, such an important game at the top of the of the first division. I thought we have to, you know, to the victor, the spoils, whoever won this game, we really needed to hear from them because it was so important in the way that this season is panning out in the uh, in the first division. Uh, and, of course, uh, it was Welton Rovers that won. And I started my conversation with Tom Smith by asking, I know he has a lot of faith in his side and a lot of belief, but was even he impressed and somewhat surprised by the nature of that impressive victory on Saturday? so far as a team this year I, I believe if we perform to our abilities we go into every game thinking that you know we play anywhere above 80% we've got fantastic chance of winning the game um, mentally we were in a good place against Shadow we had a, a really good game against them at home um, where we went down to 10 men in the first first five minutes and won 3-0 um, so we knew that if we, if, if we performed the, the way that we know we can that the, the result would be in our hands essentially and, and Luckily, we, we performed well and, and brought the three points home. Well, of course, more than that, you kept this extraordinary run going. And um, and I guess in your position, it comes as no surprise that, you know, every manager I speak to is waiting for you to, to slip up. But but so far, you, you haven't. H- how do you look at your unbeaten run? It's brilliant for us as, 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 a, as a club. Um, it's great to get a little bit of publicity and it's great for the boys to get a little bit of uh, attention because they're working so hard, working hard in training, dedicating themselves. Availability's been brilliant. Um, competition, healthy competition's been brilliant. So it's, we'll ride the wave as long as it's there. The wave's helping us at the minute, of course. is an unbelievable task to, to carry it on for, 
for, for, for much longer. But there's no reason at all that we don't believe. You know, we believe we can carry it on as long as as long as possible, really. Um, and like I said, it will come to an end at some point. And when it does, it's important that we regroup and bounce back. But I've got no worry at all that the players to do that. We're very, very professional, and the players are very, very switched on. And uh, and when that first loss does come, I've, I'm sure we'll be bouncing back the the following week. Because you've had a few close calls, haven't you, this season? I think Wing Canton away um, was one in particular. I mean, we, we all know how competitive the first division is. Um, so do you think it's been your consistency that set you apart from the other teams? Yeah, I would like to think so. I think, um, you know, we take each game as it comes, as cliche as it is. But, we, you know, going into every game, like I said, I mean, I, I believe we can always win it. And the, and the thing is, is we've got such high competition for places and that... If people drop slightly off the boil or if someone is unavailable, we've got someone of equal quality to come in and do the job. Um, and then they're fighting hard to keep the spirit. So that does create a level of consistency in the squad. Um, and, and the quality is there, to, is there to see. I mean, the quality is so high in the squad at the minute that that we are sort of just getting the better of, of most teams even if we're not playing at our absolute best, which we're not going to every week, the quality seems to pull us through with the will to win. And, and even like on Saturday against Cheddar, we were 4-0 up at the time with five minutes to go just before they got their goal. And we were chasing everything, ratting after everything, chasing every ball down, hitting every tackle hard. And I think it's just a willing to win in our team at the minute. I think that's what's, what's setting us apart at the moment anyway. Um, and do you, I mean, do you think that's the best sort of recipe to guard against complacency? Yeah, definitely. I've, I've I've openly said it to a few people this year that the reason we haven't been complacent is because if someone takes their foot off the gas, there'll be someone else in wearing that shirt the next week. And it's not it's not as cutthroat as it sounds. We've got you know, we've got a decent sized squad, a squad of twenty or so, which is big for this year. We knew we'd need a big squad this year with with availability, weddings, people going on holiday. We realised we were gonna have to be a few stronger this year. Um, but yeah, one hundred percent Ian is it's the fact that Everyone knows they're not 100% on it, then someone will be in the next week. And, and that's what healthy competition's about. And, and the lads, that when they do get either dropped out or when they get rested, they're willing the boys that are in their position to do well. There's not there's not any malice or spite, you know, spite in our team. It is, we've got a job to do as well. Rovers as a squad and, and we'll work together to get that done. I mentioned Wing Canton earlier in, in this interview. What, what other teams have impressed you so far this season? Few, to be honest with you, I think we kind of were very good down there. Um, first half, completely outran us first half, and it caught a few of our boys by, by surprise, which you shouldn't have because it's an incredibly tough place to go. Um, uh, you know, they're, they're starting to creep up the table now, as you would imagine, as everyone's imagined for the, you know, they were in a bit of a false position at the start. They were really good. Titterington away, we dropped points uh, away at Titterington. I thought they were really well organised. They were hungry. Um, but yeah, no, there is... There is some good teams in this league. Warminster was a tough one away. Wales was a tough one. Obviously, we've got Wales coming up this Saturday as well. So that's going to be a massive game for us. So, like you said, it's a very competitive league. And I think you don't perform on any day. Any given team in this league will beat you. Um, so it's important that we keep our concentration and momentum going. So looking at the league table, there is quite a gap building between yourself and uh, the team in second place. Given that we are likely to see playoffs introduced for the for the first time in the Western League at uh, in the Western League First Division, how important is it for the 
for teams like Welton that obviously aspire to, to, for promotion to sort of avoid that that lottery that is the playoffs. Yeah, massively. I think I think there's always some uncertainty as well. Our step of football, um, obviously Cheddar themselves very unlucky uh, a little while ago when they finished second, and everyone assumed they'd be up. They deserved to go up, and they didn't. Um, I think that was massively unfortunate for them. And, no one's really thought how the playoffs are set up yet. You know, you hear rumours and you you know you you hear bits and bobs, but you're not 100 percent sure. So yeah, we'd love to stay away from that um, if we can and push on. We put ourselves in a great position to go on and win it, but we're not even halfway through yet. There's a, a massive amount of games to be played. Um, so yeah, if we obviously give it the choice, I'd love to. I'd love to keep the gap as, as open as possible and go on and, and win it with a nice big gap. But realistically, you know, every game in the second half of the season is going to be a cup final against us. Everyone wants to knock us off our perch, which is absolutely understandable. Um, so yeah, we just got to keep concentrated, keep focused, and, and yeah, like I said, if we can stay away from second, third place, that would be great. Uh, but we'll have to, we'll have to see how that one unfolds. I mean, the, the the playoffs are a strange one, aren't they? I mean, I think probably given if you're a little bit closer to the teams behind you, then perhaps it would be something that occupies your attention a, a little bit more. But you know, to the sort of to the impartial observer, you know, the opportunity of that jeopardy and the extension to our competitive season is quite interesting. But the gap, you know, in the first division between second and say fifth, if if that's how the if that's how the playoffs were to proceed in in, you know, in a division where teams can beat each other on any given day, I mean that is just it, it, it really must be sort of carnage for for people you know for managers in your position and for for clubs you know trying to work out where they are in the pecking order and whether or not they could cope with being promoted to the Premier Division. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've always been one that's um, I've always been a big supporter of them bringing in playoffs in, in our league. Um, I know not everyone is, but I, I think it's brilliant. I think it gives teams something to play for right till the end. I think notoriously our league is very, very tight, which you know keeps a lot of people in the mix. I think it keeps it exciting. I think it keeps gate numbers high as well. So I've always been one that's been very pro playoffs. Uh, but I do think, it, you know, if they're going to bring it in, it needs to be clarified nice and early. It needs to be clubs and managers and need to know what what they're aiming for or, or know what the setup's going to be for the playoffs. I don't think anyone wants to be getting to February, March, going, right, so what's going to happen? Is it going to be second to fifth? Is it going to be just the third, second and third? Or is it, I've even heard about playing a, a team in the league above that might be looking to get relegated. So there are so many things that... It's, it's hard, it's hard to judge, but yeah, if the league were to come out and clarify and say exactly what the playoffs are and exactly what we're going for, then yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's brilliant for the league and the game in general. So you mentioned your next home game. Um, you haven't had one for over a month. Uh, this Saturday you come up uh, against Wells. That's going to be something of a homecoming for you. Yeah, um, myself, Armour, Justin, my assistant, we both played, both played at Wells. Um, we were promoting our believe in 2016, I believe. I might not, I might, I might not be the right year. Um, but yeah, so you know, Wells is a club that's special to be at. Will both both played down there, so it's always going to be it's always going to be a big game. And like you said, we've only played two out of eleven games at home uh, recently. So brilliant for the fans to be able to come down and watch our travelling support has been absolutely outstanding. We took sort of loads of cheddar away, so. It just gives the community a chance to come in and watch, you know, have a little look at what we're doing now and see if we're in hopefully a better situation again than what we were last time they won. So, no, really looking forward to Saturday and I know the boys are looking forward to get out to get West Coast pitch as well. 
Well, yeah, how much of a boost is it playing at West Clues? Because I know your last home game attracted over 200 spectators. Yeah, it's a massive boost. I think one of the things that I was really fortunate on when I got when I when I got the job was, and I know every manager is, they want to make their home ground a fortress, and uh, we really really focused on it. I made sure that all of our pre-season was done at home. It wasn't done at a third-party venue on 4G. We, we trained at home. We got used to the pitch, the dimensions, the surroundings, the club, and it's it's paid dividends. We're still yet to concede a goal at home. Obviously, I know very well um, that Welton Rovers sit right at the heart of Midsummer Norton, um, geographically and sort of socially. So I, I think that given the extraordinary run that you've been on and the, you know, the coverage that you've received, hopefully the local community will really come out and support what you're doing because this is a really exciting time to be a Welton Rovers fan. Yes, yeah, it is, a, it is, a, it is an exciting time, to be fair. Um, you can see that you can see it growing every week. You can see it growing every week on social media. Gareth does social media. He's fantastic at it. Brilliant. Keeps everyone up to date. Is for me that's a massive part of it as well because if 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 people feel like they're involved and people can keep those tabs on it, then of course they're going to show more interest. And with Gareth doing that, with what we're doing on the pitch, um, the facilities at West Blues get better and better. Um, permanently trying to improve it. I, I think people are just generally excited at the minute. So. Um, yeah, hopefully the support will continue to grow and grow all the way to the big game of Boxing Day, although we're away. I'd like to think we'll take a, take a load up at the Radstock and, and vice versa on Good Friday. So, uh, a really exciting time for us and the community at the moment. And my thanks, as always, to Tom for his time. Now then, moving on to Nurstead Road. Two teams at the other end of the First Division table were battling it out in mm-hmm. what can only be described as... Uh, as a relegation six-pointer, <laughs> my very own Devizes Town took on the Bishops of Lydiard in what I have to say was the, the biggest attendance uh, in the First Division on uh, on what? Saturday. 104 watched this one, and um, um, it was another disappointing day at the office, I think we should say, Tom. Uh, eventually. Uh, there's another one of those teams uh, that scored pretty late to, to wrap up the points, and that was, uh, yeah, the Lids, as you well know. It's a 3-0 win for the away side in this one. So the top two went head-to-head and the bottom two went head-to-head, as you say, and there was a bigger crowd watching the bottom two. So that's, uh, yeah, credit to credit to Devizes, I think, and probably, yeah, if there was some away fans there, credit to credit to them for travelling down as well to, to Nursted Road. Uh, but, yeah, for, following uh, 75 goals minutes, so it was a tight affair, uh, Lydia suddenly came to life. Uh, Adam Willis striking. Um, they hadn't, hadn't won in over a month, so it was a... Uh, yeah, a rare victory they were lined up for after he put them in front. Uh, but that, yeah, as I say, seemed to kick them into life. Willis scoring again pretty soon after uh, to double the advantage. And then Paolo Borges adding a third. Uh, I think it was three goals in the space of eight minutes. Um, yeah, pretty much killing off uh, any hopes Devizes had, obviously. And uh, yeah, the lids running out 3-0 winners. So a good win for them. Now, I hesitate to do this, but um, I think, are we are we going to go for the uh, the final goal score for Bishops Lydiard as having the uh, the name of the week? I think we're going to have to, yeah. We've only got one game to go, and uh, from memory, I, I can't think of anyone who's going to potentially top that. I might prove you wrong, but yeah, we'll go with that for now, I think. That With a name like that, he just reminds me of a sort of a, a Hammer Horror film <laughs> um, um, sort of actor. 
And it's been a bit of a horror show. <laughs> well, it's been a bit, to be fair, I suppose it's been a bit of a horror show for both teams. Although I did notice that, to be fair to Bishops Lydia, you're right in saying, you know, they haven't won for a while. But to be fair to them, they haven't lost many. They've drawn a lot. So I think for them, it's been a case of what might have been um, this season. And quite possibly, it'd be, be interesting to see how they react from that that victory. That could have given them the confidence that devices at the moment are so sadly lacking. Um, for the first 75 minutes, I mean, you know, Bishops Lydia were clearly never out of it, but, you know, I was quite impressed by what I was seeing um, from Devizes. And at one point, we did indeed have the, go- uh, the ball in the back of the net. We had a goal uh, ruled out for offside. I mean, there were other chances. And I think at those points where momentum was with Devizes, had we scored, we could have gone and won the game. But of course, that first, that all important first goal went to Bishops Lydia, and then um, the sort of the, the the memories of the of the collapse at Gillingham, I think, came flooding back, and uh, it all went horribly wrong for the next ten minutes. And by that time, by the time they'd sort of sorted themselves out, the game was over, sadly. So you know, an enjoyable game, I would say, you know, a really good advertisement for um, Western League um, football. I, I took my father-in-law and my and my own dad along and both of them were entertained by by what they saw sad we couldn't see devises win but you know that's that's football and we move on uh to uh, to next weekend but anyway that's my that's my mini match report on the devises town bishops lydia game over and uh, we only that leaves us with only one other fixture to uh, to wrap up and that is oldland abertonians they took on radstock town this one was a five goal thriller tom who came out on top it's the home side uh oldland putting out three two winners Entertaining affair, as you say, pretty uh, pretty top sturdy, and they did go ahead. Owen McCallum uh, midway through the first half, putting putting the O's in front. Uh, but yeah, they let their lead slip. Visitors scoring twice just before the hour mark. So Radstock uh, moving ahead, and yeah, this was a well, a, obviously didn't quite have the gravitas of of Cheddar Welton, but two top six sides uh, going head to head, and uh, Radstock two one up uh, as the game headed into into the final quarter. But it was Oldland who managed to to push on and grab the win. Uh, it, Jacob Reader, uh, he equalised for them after 68 minutes. Uh, it was then uh, Craig Parsons, uh, a debut goal for him. Uh, it turned out to be the, the match winner, so a memorable, memorable debut. Uh, 15 minutes from time, that one. And uh, yeah, Radstock unable to, to find an equaliser, so Oldland running out 3-2 winners. Excellent stuff. Well, that wraps up our coverage of Saturday the 13th of November. We move on to Sunday the 20th of November, and actually we kick off with... FA Vars second round action. We've still got plenty of interest left in this tournament. Bemerton Heath, they entertain Clevedon Town. Then it's Bridgewater United taking on Mousel. And Brixham, um, Tavistock are the visitors to Brixham. Buckland Athletic, they're at home to Falmouth. Canesham Town make the trip to Lizcard. An all-Western League fair between um, Premier Division Street and First Division, Oldland, Abertonians, and finally, Wellington, they take on Christchurch. So that's our roundup of the fixtures in the FA Vars. Moving on to the Premier Division time, what uh, what game here has tickled your fancy? Uh, I've gone for Helston versus Shepton Mallet. So, uh, yeah, Helston, not under the radar, I don't think, up in fifth. But, uh, yeah, in theory, if they... They win all their games in hand. I think they've got quite a few uh, backlogged. Uh, but if they did win all those, they would well, technically technically move uh, into top spot. So um, yeah, there's plenty to play for for them, isn't there? At the moment, they're on well, they're on really good form. Uh, but they're taking on a Mallet side who, yeah, started the season uh, particularly well. Little little drop off potentially, but they're definitely capable of of, of beating most teams in this division, aren't they? So uh, yeah, good, should be a good game that one. And I'm going to plump for the the other end of the table. Um, Millbrook entertained Cadbury Heath. Uh, Millbrook, I think many people think their league position is, for, uh, is is a false one. Cadbury Heath have had 
few difficult days at the office, not not least that game against um, Tavistock. But I'm sure that they'll be looking for a reaction and, and um, they'll fancy their chances against a side that's only two points above them in the table. Uh, now we move into the first division fixtures, Tom. And, and what game has um, has uh, have you picked here? I have gone for Hengrove versus Sherborne. So Hengrove, one defeat in five. Uh, yeah, showing, well, they have been improving for, for quite a while now, haven't they? So, uh, yeah, they're at home to, to a Sherborne side. Yeah, who don't, well, as it's called them the comeback kings earlier, they don't seem to be involved in many, many dull games at the moment. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that, that trend continues and uh, another good game uh, away at Hengrove on Saturday afternoon. Now, it may surprise you to know that I'm not going for Devizes Town against mm-hmm. Oddown. Um, but uh, I have managed to shoehorn that one in there. Now, I'm going to go for all the Ws. Uh, Welton Rovers against Wells City. Now, I know that um, after that win away at um, Cheddar, Welton um, will you know, obviously be looking to uh, continue their, their good form. But, I mean, one of those sides that could cause an upset at West Clues is Wells City. Um, very good pedigree, we know, in the, uh, in the first division. And I was very impressed with their performance. At, um, at Mausel when I saw them in the FA Vars um, tie down there. Um, ultimately, they lost out in that one. But, um, you know, I don't think that they've got anything to fear going to uh, to West Clues. I'm sure that game will be competitive. And hopefully there'll be a, a really big crowd there as well um, to cheer on Welton Rovers because, you know, they're doing so well in the league. They really deserve um, to get um, um, to get some great support. Um, so um, good luck to well, good luck to both teams. Now, Tom, earlier in the podcast, you did um, you teased the uh, the opportunity of, of doing the goal scores and we did actually do them last week so do I have your permission to rein it in for a week and for us to have a quick summary of the of the league tables you're the boss let's do it all right then um, okay so starting with the Premier Division I'll let you uh, I'll let you take all the glory <laughs> you always always do let me do that so yeah uh, top of the table in the uh, in the Prem we've got Tavistock uh, 19 games played they've got 40 points uh, yeah, look, little, little gap now. Uh, back to bit in 17 games played, so a couple in hand, and they're on 33 uh, following their defeat on the weekend. Uh, and then a couple of other sides, uh, well, Ilford Coombe on 31 uh, from 16 games played. Uh, and then three teams on 30 points. Uh, we've got Bridgewater, Helston, and Canesham, who have played a yeah, varying uh, amount of fish. As I say, Helston probably the the, uh, the standout team at the moment. Only lost one game in the league this season, uh, 15 games played, and they're on 30 points. So, uh, yeah, plenty to play for for those sides. And I guess that perhaps the bottom of the Premier Division is starting to take shape now. Um, Bridport played 19. They've only got three points above them. Ashton and Backwell, they've played 15, so a few games in hand, but they've only got seven points above them. Cadbury Heath, they have been winning games, um, but they're on a bit of a difficult run. They've, uh, they've played 19 and they've got 14 points. And then above them, we've got two teams... On um, on 16 points, uh, Millbrook and uh, and Street. Um, so for Cadbury Heath, Millbrook and Street, and uh, Wellington and and Brislington as well, just above above them, there's a bit of clustering. Perhaps a few wins could even catapult them into mid table. But uh, that's the that's what the bottom of the Premier Division table is looking like at the moment. And uh, can you tell us about the predictable top of the First Division, Tom? <laughs> Should we just leave it with one team? We'll just go. We'll just say Welton, 17 played, three <laughs> wins, three draws. Five points, but no, then there is a ridiculous backlog, isn't there? After that, uh, Warminster are now up in, into second. Uh, 18 games played, they've won, they've won 10. So uh, yeah, having a real good season now, 34 points. Uh, Cheddar also won 10 from their 19 games, so they're 33 points. 
Uh, then a couple of sides on 32. We've got Sherborne, uh, 17 games played, 32 points. And Oldland, 18 games played. They're on 32 as well. So those are the, the top five in the Prem. Uh, the first division, sorry. Well, the bottom of the first division. <laughs> Devizes his town, played 18, 11 points. Looking a bit healthier than it's done sometimes over the past few weeks, I've been saying this. Uh, Bishop's led his points and they've moved... Um, they've moved uh, five points clear of devices. They're now on 16 points above them. Bristol Telephones played 16. They're on 17 points. And then Portishead and Almondsbury um, played 17 and 16, respectively, both of those teams on uh, on 19 on 19 points. So um, really uh, quite clustered in the bottom half of the um, uh, of the first division. But uh, there is still some gap developing now between Bishop's Lydiard and Devizes Town. But there you go. That's that's football. Um, we have been reviewing your excellent bulletin, Tom. And um, where can the listeners find that if they want to read all the results from all of the games? Mm-hmm. Yes, that is on the uh, Toolstation uh, Western League website. Uh, it's about halfway down the homepage and where you can uh, download the, the latest uh, yeah uh, document. And that comes out every week. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's there for everybody to, to see. Excellent stuff, Tom. Thank you very much indeed uh, for your time. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Tool Station.